When I found out I was gonna be a parent, I immediately felt a lot of anxiety and worry. So I went on to BetterHelp to try to look for a therapist to help me with that. My relationship with my family and with my boyfriend and with myself were suffering. I really needed help. I was ruminating a lot. Really getting those thoughts out to a therapist and getting feedback was just life-changing. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, learn more at betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com. Hey, friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a girlfriend to join me, and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Introducing Patio Shield Zone Mosquito Repellent from Thermacell. If you enjoy being outdoors like I do, but hate mosquitoes like I do, you're going to love Patio Shield. Patio Shield creates a 15-foot mosquito protection zone. It's lightweight, portable, and comes in three bold colors. Discover for yourself why Thermacell repellers are so highly rated and backed by 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Thermacell Patio Shield. Turn it on, mosquitoes gone. Use code HAPPYHOUR to save 20% on Patio Shield at thermacell.com. Guys, you're listening to episode number 198, and my guest today is Michelle McKinley. Michelle and I met this past year at the Noonday Collection Shine Conference that we were both a part of. And I knew from the second that I met her that we we're going to hit it off. And we talk about what she did that made me know that at the beginning of our conversation. She's awesome. She's amazing. We did hit it off. If we lived in the same city, we'd be having happy hour for real. I just know it. Michelle is for women, and she wants women to have a seat at the table where they deserve. She's worked in the corporate world forever, and now she's on her own. And she's encouraging and inspiring women through her company, Dreams Unleashed. She really has a phenomenal job, and you're going to feel inspired and encouraged through our conversation. If you've ever dreamed of doing something different in your life, this show is for you. If you're struggling with contentment, then girls, we're going to talk to you today. This show is full of work advice, parenting advice, and marriage advice. In fact, speaking of marriage, this Friday is my anniversary, 17 years with my love. I know you're going to love the show. I want to thank Michelle for coming on. Guys, also, I want to let you know about something that's super exciting. Aaron and I are going to be doing an event together soon in Tyler, Texas, and we would love to see you there. We've never done an event together, and so this is our first, and we can't wait. I'm actually really excited about doing this together with him. The event is called Books and Brews with the Ivies. Isn't that a fun title? So Aaron's cousin, Ryan, and his wife, Tracy, and they're hosting us at True Vine Brewery, which they started years ago, and they have made such an amazing organization there in Tyler, Texas. We're both going to be talking about our books and about life and ministry and about parenting, about marriage, about chasing your dreams. Basically, we're going to talk about it all, and we're going to hang out with you. There's also a pizza place in there. Let me just tell you guys, it's going to be a super fun night. You can get your tickets for July 16th for Books and Brews with the Ivies at jamieivy.com slash events. Hope to see you there. All right, guys, here is my conversation with Michelle. Hey, Michelle, welcome to the happy hour. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I, I am so excited to be here. And you're like one of the coolest people I know. Tell me how you came out to the stage when I saw you at the Noonday Conference, the Shine Conference. Oh my gosh. 
So, you know, there's always this bit of anxiety about, you know, coming out on the stage. I don't care who you are. I remember Steve Harvey saying, no matter how many times he comes out on stage just before, he's always nervous. And I love music. And so I had this thought that I was like, you know what? I really, 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 really love lore. What I did not know is that that is almost, I guess, the noonday anthem. (laughs) I asked the um, ADT, I was like, hey, is there any way? you all can play this specific song. And so they were like, yeah, you know, is there a specific point that you wanted to stop at? And so they worked it out. And oh my gosh, I loved the energy. We had a ball. It was so good. So you came out just, I mean, how can you not love a speaker that comes on a stage dancing to roar? I mean, it was the best. Okay, but look, this is the thing that nobody knows that I did not calculate, right? So I, I, I enjoy dancing. I'm not the best of dancers. I'm not going to be one of Beyonce's backstage uh, backup dancers, of course. But the thing that I did not calculate is that I don't work out. <laughs> I don't work out. I was doing all that hype stuff because I was so excited to connect with the audience. It was my song. And by the end, I was like, have mercy. Now I got to speak for almost an hour. <laughs> I, I, caught, I, I lost all my breath. <laughs> All of it, all of it. So I had to recover, but thank goodness for a whole lot of grace and a whole lot of love and a lot of laughter. Oh my gosh. It was just the best entrance. So way to go. Okay. Introduce yourself to my people real quick. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Michelle McKinney. Um, I run a business called Dreams Unleashed. Um, My title that I've given myself basically is Dream Architect. And what I do is I help women to discover, define, or construct their God-given dreams and confidently live them out. And so it is in such a space as a coaching practice. I like to tell people I am the bomb uh, quintessential accountability partner to help you get it done. But my burden and my passion is that I don't want to see not one woman that God allows to come across my path to die with her God-given dreams still in her back pocket because it's a gift and it's something that she needs to give back to this world, the gift that was given to her for them. She has to leave it before she leaves this place. So that's the work that we do. Carl, you're doing good stuff. So tell me, where did this come from, this passion uh, to want to pour into women's lives like this? Where did that actually come from? You know, um, the thing is my... I come, my dad was an entrepreneur, still is an entrepreneur. And so at 10, I was a person, a kid that I was at the computer after school, um, typing up invoices. And then as I got better, he allowed me to do more responsibility, have more responsibility with his business. And so that was the entrepreneur side of him. So I grew up with the entrepreneur spirit, but the passion for women, I just really think some of, a lot of that came from watching women like my grandmother who just really gave and devoted her life to serving others. And there was just something so incredible about it. But while I watched her give her life to so many people, the thing that I also watched um, for her and other women like her and my family and friends was that they would give so much, but there would be nothing really left for them because they always gave first to others and then put themselves on the back burner. And so for me, you know, I think it was around the time that Solange came up with um, her project, A Seat at the Table. It really spoke volumes to me because even coming from a church world, I worked at a church for five years and I grew up in church. I had seen so many times where women were very active in the church, um, serving, making things happen. But I didn't see enough spaces um, in the business sector and in church spaces where women were at, had a seat at the table helping to pull the church forward in terms of decision-making. 
So you're watching all this unfold and this has been a part of your life forever since you told us about your dad. And I can't believe he was letting you do invoices for him. What a trusting father you had. I think my dad was smart and realized it was cheap labor, but bless his heart. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> that is exactly right. Um, so, you know, you've had this in you, but you worked in the corporate world for a long time before you stepped out and did this. I did. I did. I did. In fact, I literally just left my last, I like to call them assignments. I don't consider um, the, the work that any of us do to be jobs. Uh, but my last assignment was at Starbucks in operations, and it was an incredible dream job. Um, opportunity that I had. And across those 20 years span that I worked, um, I've always been an executive assistant partnering with senior executives as their sort of right hand. Um, and God just afforded me great opportunities to work at companies, um, as I said, like Starbucks, American Express, Fannie Mae, and then um, the church that I worked at for five years as well. And so lots of great learning experiences and working with those executives. What I wanted to pull forward as I was transitioning and really building what I thought God wanted Dreams Unleashed to, to do is I wanted to take all of the learning experiences that I pulled from those senior executives and how were they able to see a vision and make it happen in spite of all the adversities that they had, not just in their business life, but in their personal life as well. And those same things that they were going through are things that everyday women go through. And so I thought, you know, if I'm doing this for millionaires and executives on, on various platforms, how can I take the gifts that God has given me and the passion for women to help them to discover what their, you know, their God vision is, their God sized dream? How can I help take those lessons and translate them over for them so that they can have a winning formula for the, for what God wants them to do. So you basically had like 20 years of learning experience. Yes. 20 good years of learning. And then you stepped out and said, I'm going to do this on my own. So this is a new thing for you. So you kind of, not only are you helping women see their dreams and kind of this dream architect thing, which I love helping them see their dreams and helping them see, Hey, how can I accomplish this? You actually had to walk through that yourself because you took a big leap of faith when you said, I'm going to quit this assignment that I've had. And I'm going to go on to the next thing. So it's almost as though I'm seeing here is that Michelle, you have experienced both things. Absolutely. I was shaking in my boots, scared. <laughs> and so, okay. So when you decided I'm going to leave this job this, that I've been doing forever, this assignment, because some people are listening and they're thinking, I want to, I, I want to follow what my passion is. I, I want to do this. It wasn't an overnight thing for you. No. Walk us through what that felt like no. to step out on this. Yeah. And you know, I'm so glad you said that. The key word that you just said is that it wasn't an overnight thing. So although I had been working in the corporate sector for about 20 years, for about 20 years also, I had always, I've always been doing something with women. My husband can tell you our house has always been open for book studies, some kind of video watching, some kind of gathering, We've always had something going on. So I've always like, you know, started some kind of ministry business, some something, right, that I was that I was doing. And so there was always a side hustle, you know, if you want to use that word, um, happening at the same time as my corporate job was happening. And so the thing is, God started doing something in my heart. And I can always tell, I just, I believe that we do know when God is preparing us for a shifting and what I like to tell people the way that what it feels like and what we have to be careful about is that when that kind of shifting and the vision starts to happen, sometimes we get frustrated because we think it's like go time now mm -hmm. and it's not always go time now. I believe that the same way. Okay. So I am not a gardener. I have the blackest thumb ever. There's <laughs> nothing on my thumb at all, but I watched enough HGTV and other people to know this to be true, that whenever, like even in my yard, if I ever wanted to transplant a healthy plant into another place of my yard, right, 
I don't just go yank it up and then just pop it over, you know, to wherever else I think I want it to be. Right. Mm -hmm. Before I do that, I go prepare the area for where that plant is going to go. Right. I get the right soil. I get the conditions right and all that kind of good stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. But then I go to where the plant is. And again, I don't just yank it up. I dig around the plant. And then I begin to pull. And when I begin to pull up, I'm being careful about the roots because it's actually had some roots where it is, right? And so wherever Mm -hmm. the roots are, those roots are attached and tethered to things, right? And so because those roots are attached and tethered to to things, there has to be a loosening, right? So whenever I begin to pull a plant up from that place that it is, I shake it off. And so when I shake it off, I let all the residual soil kind of fall down, but I keep just enough. And then I bring it back over to the new place where I'm transplanting it. I think that's what God does with us when he's shifting us into the next assignment. I think that he begins to give us a restlessness, so to speak, where he is preparing us so that we don't get so tethered to all the good things necessarily that would keep us bound to where we are. And in corporate world, a lot of times we call it the golden handcuffs. So it can be all the great perks, the 401k, the incredible medical benefits, mm-hmm. in my case, all the coffee you can drink, right? Good things, right? And so he began to do that work with me where he was untethering me to the space. But just because I could feel him doing it, it didn't mean that it was time then. But I did have clarity of when it was like, it's no time, Michelle, I need you to go. But along that time, there was a lot of preparation that had to go into place. I had been running Dreams Unleashed for three years before I actually made the jump to do this full time exclusively. And that three years gave me time to be able to figure out what is my business model? What are people going to actually purchase as opposed to what I think they want to purchase? So Mm -hmm. I had that time to be able to prepare before I really did the big jump. Okay, so I'm going to ask you this, and I wonder, where do women get most kind of flustered in the situation? Is it in the, like, when their plant is in the old place, or is it the shaking off, or is it the new ground? That is a great question. I You see how I went with your analogy, I too? You like you. that, Michelle? <laughs> I love you. You know where I think it is right, right now in this season? I think that it is more when it is um, when you're in the ground. Right. So where it's like you're not shaking off just yet, because when you're in the ground, it's like you have the vision that something new has to change. Right. But you don't Mm -hmm. see it happening for you. And you see everybody else getting transplanted. You see them in their nice new spaces. And it's like, oh, my gosh, they got you know, she got her new job, her new assignment. She's like at all these events being photographed and she got a new car. My husband's taking on vacations. And so we see all that other stuff that we think is happening for other people. And here we are with a new vision, but in the same soil. And so I think mm. for women, because um, we are, we can often be in that whole comparison trap thing, looking at everybody else's, that's when we get frustrated because we think that God is not moving and we don't see that he's over on the other side, preparing the soil for where he wants to take us. Because mm. sometimes I've heard it said, don't compare your beginning to my middle. Girl. <laughs> You know what I mean? And I see that. I see that a lot with younger women looking at maybe some of us. I'm I'm not in the end by any means. I'm still 
I still find myself looking at people ahead of me, you know, and so I got to fight that as well. But saying, oh, man, how do I get that? And then you want to say, well, they worked for that. You know, they started that. I remember when people used to come up to my husband and be like, man, how do I get a job like yours? And he's like, well, for 10 years I did this, you know, and so it looks like, oh, I just jump into this. Mm-hmm. There's this thing that I think it was Larry Burkett, um, old school, they used to crown financial ministries. And Larry Burkett, either him or his team, somebody said when they were talking to newlyweds about personal finances, um, and I used to teach premarital class for about five years. And one of the things that he said in his book is that don't try to create in one to two years what it took your, your mom and dad a lifetime to build. Mm-hmm. Because yep. when we get married, right, there's all the things that we look at. We look at other people and we see what they're doing. It's like, oh, they got a house. Oh, they got a car. Are they doing this, that, and the other? And so you begin this projection of all the things that now you got to do because you're looking at the people next to you. And so we try to accumulate stuff that we didn't realize for our parents. It took them a lifetime to build that stuff. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that it has to take you the same measure of time. But you have to give yourself time to experience the journey. But we so quickly want to get to the destination. And the crazy part about the time that we live in is that now for us, even once we get to that destination, we keep moving the bar. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. We want the next one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, it also goes like on a deeper level, there's that contentment issue, you know? And so I think that's a struggle for maybe even people like you and I, who we're achievers and we're setting goals and we want to reach the next thing in front of us. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find the struggle in my heart sometimes with the contentment and not content that, oh, I guess this is just where I'll be, <laughs> but the content in the season that that's where God has me and to do my best in that season and not constantly, not that I can't have goals, but I got to work where I am and not just keep yearning for what's ahead. Oh my gosh. There is, I know I am very much like you in that one of the things that I have to be aware of, and I think this is why we all, I think, I I think it's so important that as we need it, that we um, exercise the uh, exercise um, people who are therapists, for example, right? Because I know Mm -hmm. part of my baggage that I bring with me is that my biological mom um, passed away when I was turning five, right? And my dad, um, he had his own challenges. And so I didn't grow up with my parents. And so I ended up being placed with my aunt and my uncle who raised me, who I also call my mom and my dad. And Mm -hmm. there was this thing that I created for myself that said, you have to earn your, your space, You have to earn your keep here. Nobody ever told me that. But at Mm. five, I told myself that story. And I played that tape over for myself for years and years and years and years. And so because that's baggage that I live with that I have to be aware of, I have to be mindful of that so that I'm not always trying to prove that I'm worthy, especially Mm. as a believer, because Christ has already deemed me worthy. And so I can get into that hamster reel of trying to prove that I am worth it and that I am um, valuable and all those things. And as opposed to having the seasons where I learn to rest. And that is just such a biblical principle. But as um, in the space that we live, it's so hard to sit in that space of contentment and rest to enjoy where we are sometimes. Yeah. So how do we fight this? How do we, because you said you don't have to, 
get that value because God has already given that to us. And that is very true. And we can stand on that. And that can be the end of the story, right? That's it. That's all we need. But then when we put that alongside women who are working or are creating something or dreaming big dreams or whatever that is, how do you advise women to stand in the tension of knowing that we are enough and end of story, we can stand on that forever, that we are valued and we are loved. End of story, we can stand on that. But also bringing in the like, the excellence of our work. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, total sense. So I have, how do you stand in that tension? Yeah. So I'm thinking as you're, as you're talking, I have four, I think, easy things, right? And when I say easy, it doesn't mean that they're easy, but I think they're easy to understand, right? One is being, it's watching your circles of who in various seasons are speaking into you. Okay. That's important because you have to pay attention to who or who are you allowing to pour into you and who are you being influenced by. Along with that, very close to that is that you need to have your trigger finger ready, especially especially in social media with that follow and unfollow button. Ooh, there are, girl. Girl. <laughs> there are seasons of my life where I have to unfollow people who I love and I'm not unfollowing them because I don't like the content. I have to unfollow them because sometimes I'm not in a healthy space in that moment, in that on my season of my life, because I can see where I begin to do the whole comparison thing and, and I'm going south, right? Mm. And so before I have to, you know, fully exit left, I learn to unfollow for periods of time. And then when I'm back in a healthier space again, I can follow back again. The other thing that I do is I take a break when needed. And I know a lot of people do that now is I have to take a break from social media from time to time because there's always that piece of feeling like I have to do more like what we were talking about mm-hmm. prior to and constantly moving the bar and feeling like you're not enough. And then, then lastly is you have to celebrate your wins. You have to celebrate your wins. Um, I did like a really, really quick live last night just before I went to bed just to be able to allow women and myself to say, hey, today was a unique day that God created. Like he was so creative in creating that particular day. Have you celebrated the wins, big and small that you had? And there was a mom that um, came on and she celebrated that her son, her son is autistic. And she said that he had just what she deemed a perfect day. No mm. fit, no nothing. And so it was in those moments. And so what I told her to do was, go journal that. Keep a journal where you celebrate the wins because I guarantee you there'll be another day where it doesn't feel like a win and you need to go back and look at the track record of how many wins you have had compared to that last moment that didn't feel like a win. Mm, That's good. That's good advice too. I'm thinking for parents, which you told that mom, but some parents are dealing with kids who are hard for whatever reason, whatever season. And I think sometimes we can tend to only see the hard Mm-hmm. And we need to remind ourselves of those good moments in the midst of that. And that, ooh, that hit me right now. So thank you for that, Michelle. If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. 
Enjoy live music. Visit internationally recognized art museums and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now Travel Texas offers a one of a kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom visually led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash get your own to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash get your own. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music. Just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Hey guys, I want to stop real quick this episode that I have with Michelle. I know you're loving it. I love her, but I want to thank our sponsors because they make the show possible. Before I get to the sponsor, I want to tell you this. My book, If You Only Knew, My Unlikely Unavoidable Story of Becoming Free, released almost five months ago. So I almost have a five-month-old baby. And you guys, five-month-old babies is about when they start having fun. And so if you have not purchased your copy of If You Only Knew, I want to encourage you to go get it. Just recently, I saw it for $10 at Amazon. I've seen it for $7 at Lifeway. This book is a book about my story. I used to hide my past. I used to not be proud of it. I used to be worried of what you would think if you really knew me. And you know what, guys? I found that to be very exhausting. And so this is my story of telling you how I overcome that exhaustion of hiding my stories through the love of God. I stepped out of the shame and I stepped out of insecurity into freedom through Jesus. And I want that to happen for you as well. So if you haven't purchased my book, I think you would really enjoy it. It's called, If You Only Knew, My Unlikely Unavoidable Story of Becoming Free. 
Hey guys, I want to introduce you to something. It's called the Beyond Burger, an uncompromisingly delicious plant-based burger that is packed with protein and better for you and the planet. The Beyond Burger is not your hippie college roommate's veggie burger. It's a sizzling sensation created for meat lovers everywhere. In fact, you guys, it's the only plant-based burger that is so meaty, it's sold in the meat case at grocery stores nationwide. The Beyond Burger is made from simple ingredients applied in fresh ways. They use protein from peas, potato starch, and coconut oil without gluten, soy, or GMOs. The delicious plant-based Beyond Burger comes with less baggage and more benefits, so you can eat what you love and feel better while doing it. This summer, add some sizzle to your grill with this revolutionary burger that satisfies even the most ravenous of carnivores. You guys know we love meat around here. We also eat vegetarian a lot. In fact, sometimes my husband eats mainly vegan. We basically eat anything you put in front of us. There were years when our family was strictly vegetarian, and so I have grown to love a veggie burger. This Beyond Burger was so great. It will satisfy vegetarians and meat lovers alike. Guys, if you're ready to taste the future of protein made from plants, visit beyondmeat.com slash happy hour and click the where to find button to find a local retailer near you. That's beyondmeat.com slash happy hour. It's worth checking out, you guys. Okay, here is the rest of my conversation with Michelle. Okay, I want to switch gears for a minute. Uh, let's talk about marriage. You want to do that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, how, how deep you want to dig? <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. This week, Aaron and I are celebrating um, 17 years of marriage. What? Congratulations. That's major. Thank you. Thank you. And I know you oh, just celebrated 20. I did. Tell me, when you married your sweet man, sweet in heart. all seriousness, mm-hmm. did you think, 20 is going to be amazing. I can't wait to get there. This is going to just be the best thing ever. Do you really? Okay. So this is what I love about you that I know in your audience is that I can be just real transparent about what I thought. Yes, right? we can. We're, we're real here at the happy hour. It's a happy hour. You know, you, we are real on the happy hour. Yes. So let's put on up together. So the realness of what I thought, I was very young. I was, um, I think about 20 at the time when we were getting married. I think that's right. And so what I was really thinking was that I was in the church and I was going to church every Sunday and I got tired of pastor talking about, um, fornication and shack it up is mm-hmm. what they would say. Uh-huh. And so I was like, you know what, instead of me feeling bad about fornicating and shacking up, let's just get married. <laughs> and so I the vision, Jamie, of 20 years down the line, you know, down the road, retiring and sitting on the front porch together in the slings. That's honestly not where my mind was. My mind was remedying what I was feeling bad about. So as opposed mm-hmm. to just dealing with the discipline mm-hmm. of what I to do and stop having sex, mm-hmm. I decided that, you know, let's rush. We knew we we're going along the path of marriage. And so I decided to rush the path of marriage to be able to get to that place. But still to answer your question, it was hard. You know, there have been seasons of marriage that I know people talk about how hard marriage is. It has been the hardest thing I have ever in my life done. It's the most rewarding thing I've done, Mm -hmm. but it's the most, it's the hardest thing too. And so there have been seasons of our marriage that I didn't think that we could make it to 20 years. Mm. And so um, one of the things that I put out actually on our anniversary on Instagram was that, and a friend of mine actually said this, my friend Anika, she said, you know, cause she has walked part of this journey with me, you know, to be able to have a friend that you can be transparent with as much as possible, who will also challenge you at the same time is gold. And one of the things that she said, she was like, yeah, this is it's, uh, it's the anniversary of the three of you. 
you, Tony, and God. And mm-hmm. that truly whose anniversary this has been is because I look back over the years and I'm like, God, this has only been you. Just to see my growth as a person, I have grown a lot over this last 20 years. I'm a, I'm a handful, Jamie. Well, I think that we all are, right? We're all handfuls. <laughs> and you got married as a baby. I mean, you were 20. That's a baby. You have a 20-year-old, don't you? I do. I do. Actually, he's a bit older than 20. He's about 26 now. Can you? Okay. Well, then what's your next one under that? So we have a 26. We have 19. We have 17. And we have six. Okay. So you're 19-year-old. Can you imagine him getting married right now? Girl, I would be in tears. Can I tell you that? (laughs) (laughs) I would be just like, I don't know. I'm like, don't you do it. And see, nobody has said it like that, Jamie. I know. So now all weekend, I'll probably be crying. (laughs) He's coming home this weekend. And so I'll be probably crying all weekend. Like, what's wrong with you? Oh, my gosh. Well, you did get young and a lot of growing up has happened. I think that happens in marriage is we have to grow up together, too. You know? And that can be hard and frustrating and sometimes all up in your space because you're like, why are we have to be together growing up like this? Um, yeah, I agree. And I, I think the thing that honestly has been the most beneficial to me, anybody that's listening that may be in the hard seasons of marriage is to be able to find a person who is perhaps a, what you know, the Bible says is Titus two woman who is an older woman. And sometimes older is not just an age, but mature mm-hmm. who has gone through the tough seasons that can encourage you and then also challenge you. I think the greatest growth I've had has been from women who were older in maturity than me, who when I just wanted to yap it up and complain about stuff, they would put it back to me in terms of, well, Michelle, what are you doing? And not to say that something is my fault, but the thing that I know is that I can't change anyone is that mm-hmm. the only person I can you know, do something with is Michelle. And one thing that God had to show me, and it was, I think it was something that Emerson Egrick said in a video that he did about my responsibility, is that even if the other person never changes, how will I adjust my perspective and how I receive it? How will I act um, in those situations? That's hard to play out. It really, really is. It's, it's I mean, when hard. you say to yourself, if they never change, here's still what I'm going to do. That's hard. Girl, let me tell you, that is like the toughest because, and you know, I will say the book that, and I really do mean this, I was telling a client this yesterday, the book that, you know, along with God's grace, the book that really saved my marriage when I was really going through the toughest of seasons was The Power of a Praying Wife. It oh, is, I had that book. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It is hands down. Literally, if I'm ever in a thrift store and I see that book, um, I always pick them up because I always want to gift it to another woman because it's right there in the intro, even before you get to all the different prayers, um, is her battle with God where she's saying, you know, well, God, you know, Michael is doing this and he just won't do this at the other. And God is back to what about you? And she's like, well, it's not me who needs to change. Michael needs to change. And I'm like, this sounds just like me. And so he was like, but you know what? I want to do the work with the one who's willing. And so in that moment, I began to see my marriage through a different lens of what I had seen before and being able to tear down through prayer, which is what the book helped me with, tear down through prayer all the walls that I had built up 
um, about my husband and about marriage and just all the things that I just did not know at the time. That book really helped to transform who I was as a wife and who I was to myself and as God's daughter. Mm, okay. So if there's someone who's listening and they're about to jump into marriage, yeah, what's your advice after 20 years? Yeah. You know, my first advice, and actually I taught a class um, that's called Purpose Over Passion is something that I do through Dreams Unleashed and it is mm-hmm. for single women. And one of my, the main point of that workshop is to help you to understand that it's important not just to marry, and this is Michelle speaking, not the Lord. This is Michelle. Okay. <laughs> it's important to marry not just for love, but for purpose also. And so I think it's important that you have an idea. You don't need to know exactly what your purpose is in life, but you need to have some clarity around direction, a vision of where you're going. Because if you don't, if you're going left and the person that you are partnering with is going right, it's going to cause a lot of tension in your marriage. And so for anybody who is single, I always ask them, to think through, do you have an idea of what where God is calling you so that if God is calling you to missions work and the person that you're thinking about marrying, it's like, no, I never want to do missions work. I just want us to stay here and live here in the countryside and you know do our thing here. That's going to be a major challenge because then you have to think through, am I going to be able to do lifetime missions work or am I going to be able to just do missions trips from here to there? And you just don't want to create those unnecessary things. It ends up causing major division that goes against how God has wired you and what your your purpose is. And ultimately, marriage is about partnership and you all being able to build something to advance God's kingdom even more than what you do, what you can do alone. And so that's my main, main thing typically for anybody who is single. You know, I've never heard it put that way. I, I've heard what you're saying in the, in the gist of, you know, make sure you've got some of the same things that you want to do in life, but I've never heard it put that way. But here's what I'm thinking. You know what? I remember, Michelle, when I was, you know, early dating Aaron and about to marry him. Mm-hmm. I think if you would have told me anything about him, I was so in for it <laughs> that I would have, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have weighed the cost is what I'm trying to say. Yes. And I think it's good for women to hear older women say, Hey, I'm 20 years in. Mm-hmm. And this actually does matter because in those moments, mm-hmm. you can't see past the person in front of you. Like mm-hmm. all you see is like, Oh, I want, I want to marry this man. And for you, you're like, I want to shack up for real. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so you can't see past that. And so it's so good to hear and really listen to someone who's ahead of you in that stage. And what else? You got any other marriage advice? Um, you know, I, I, you ha- I think, and this has taken time, you know, is that you have to continue to be friends. You mm-hmm. have to continue to be friends because there is just a, you know, it's not just the love and all those kinds of things. Because, you know, sometimes you feeling, you're feeling very, very loving in marriage um, because you're just in close proximity with each other all the time. Uh-huh. And then sometimes you're just a bit irritable. And so yeah. there are just those seasons where I think you have to be really good friends also, because with my friends, I love hanging out with my friends. And so I think as you cultivate the marriage relationship and the love and all those things, um, that erotic sort of love that, that Bible, the Bible speaks about, I think you also have to culminate that filial type of love that is that like brotherly love with your spouse as well. And so doing fun things and 
being able to continue to pull that forward. In fact, one thing that I'm actually um, getting ready to do to try to bring back that erotic um, sort of love even more than it is now, I was telling some friends that because this was our 20 year, I wanted to do a bridal shower reboot. Okay. Basically what it is, is that you know how when you are getting ready to get married, everybody comes and they celebrate the marriage that's getting ready to happen and they bring you the gifts, the lingerie and all the things that might be really nice, you know, to start your marriage, right? Uh Uh-huh, yeah. For me, you know, as marriage continues on and you enter in that 20 year, all that sexy lingerie, it ends up changing from sexiness to t-shirts or whatever is clean in the back room, right? And it doesn't mean that your husband doesn't mind it, but, you know, just being able to continue to keep each other on your toes and, you know, um, continuing that intimacy and all those beautiful things. I said, I wanted to be able to have a bridal shower, one, to celebrate the 20 year, but to have a reboot of my closet and my lingerie drawer, all those kinds of things, to really project this newness into the next 20 that we're going to have together, but then also to be able to share with those who are married and those who are single, who would be guests, the things that I've learned over this 20 years. So I'm really, really excited about doing that. So are you going to throw yourself a party where people bring you lingerie? Girl, I sure am. (laughs) I have never heard of such a thing. I'm in. (laughs) Go on into DC. Come on. This is the best. I want to tell you a funny story that I just remembered when you were telling me this. And this is another thing when you're like, you're just young and in love. And of course I wore like, you know, all the, you get all the like sexy things, right? Uh And then you get married for a while. And I remember when I was younger and, you know, teenager living at home. And I remember thinking to myself when I would see like my mom's underwear and I'd think I'm never going to wear like cotton panties, right? I don't know why my mom does that. I'm never going to wear those. And then about like, you know, 14 years into our marriage, I realized that I have accumulated some not so pretty cotton underwear, right? I think it started like I went on a mission trip. And so I went and just got some packaged panties, right? You know, and, and, but then they became comfortable and that's what I wanted. And so that's where I lived. And I remember telling my girlfriends one time, I'm like, y'all, Aaron doesn't even care. Like, this is awesome. And so, because we were talking about panties or something, and I'm like, yo, I got it made. Aaron does not even care. And we went out on a date, and I'm recalling this story to him. And I'm like, I was telling him, I'm so thankful you don't care. And he looked at me, and he goes, well, I actually kind of do. (laughs) And I was like, what? What do you mean you do? And he's like, well, I mean... He said, he's like, I don't really, it's not like a big deal, but like if I had to cheers and I had the moment where I thought, oh my gosh, like this is how it happens. You just buy one package of cotton panties and before you know it, that's all you wear. And then they just get bigger and bigger. Girl, um, true. You're telling, because this is the thing that we forget, you know, as we, as the thing is, you know, when you are, I know for me, like, and, and my girlfriends, when you're dating somebody, right? You do all the things, right? Whatever mm-hmm. all the things are, you do all the things, you know, to be able to, to continue to present yourself well, right? Whether it's your hair, your makeup, your outfit, your whole nine, right? And right. even the beginning of marriage, you start to do all the things, but then life happens and you have children and you have bills and you have all that stuff that comes in to weigh the marriage down. Sometimes just the stuff that you're dealing with and then how you're feeling about yourself and you're getting older. And so you become even more comfortable with one another. The thing that I know to be true about my husband and about most of the men who I think about my oldest brother and all those um, those guys too, is that what has not changed is their eyesight. And my <laughs> husband's eyes are really good 
And he still has a desire to be able to see me in something other than, you know, that T-shirt that I want to put on. You know, not unless I like find a little nice little way to wear the T-shirt. You know, he still has that appetite. And the thing is, you know, as I'm um, talking to women about all the things that we are, we have on our plate that we're responsible for, there's this thing that T.D. Jakes has said one time about your highest and best use um, in work, right? The work that you do. And so I encourage women all the time, make sure that you're delegating and doing, giving things to other people and asking for help, right? The thing that I cannot delegate, the thing that I am really the highest and best use for with my husband is our sex life. I can't delegate that, nor do I want to delegate it. No, you can't. You're not supposed to. That's that's for me and him. And so because of that, I have to put the work in. And so, in fact, I was telling somebody else um, the other night that while I was so dead dog tired, I knew my husband had run the gamut with taking care of the kids and everything else so I could take on all my coaching clients. And so the same way that I would go the extra mile for the work that I do I have to go at times the extra mile in my marriage. And so there are times where it's 1130 at night and I'm finishing up stuff and I will go upstairs and I wake my husband up because not that because I want to wake him up, but because I am very aware that he has needs. And there are times I do, too. But, you know, it's that idea of trying to continue to invest in marriage and especially from a Christian standpoint at times. I just don't think that in church spaces we talk about that enough and the practicality of what that looks like. Mm. So practically, we're saying throw yourself a lingerie shower. Girl, throw yourself a lingerie shower. This is the best thing I've heard all day, Michelle. <laughs> best thing I've heard all day. Come on to D.C. You are invited. I love it. And I will say that I really appreciate sleepwear, whatever, mm-hmm. that is still beautiful and nice, but it doesn't make me feel like I'm 19. Oh my gosh. All day long. Cause I am girl, not- I'm 40 and you know, me and that thong aren't happening at all. <laughs> I, just, I just can't. Yeah, I just can't. I, I can't. Um, I can't. okay. Well, thank you for your marriage advice. Um, I love talking about marriage as well. Uh, eBay motors is here for the ride with some elbow grease and a whole lot of love. You transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. On this episode of Plant Killers, we'll explore one nation's most notorious fruit and vegetable killer, bad dirt. What makes bad dirt so bad? The answer, the ingredients. But fear not, true crime enthusiasts. This story has a happy ending. New miracle Grow organic raised bed in garden soil. It's made with quality organic ingredients from upcycled green waste like compost and aged bark. Unlike the other guys who can't say the same. Looks like bad dirt's murdering days are over. Thanks to miracle Grow. Join us next time on Plant Killers. Okay, so before I ask you what you're loving and what you're reading, if a woman is thinking like, hey, I would like to hook up with Michelle to have her be my dream architect and help me with that, how does she find you? Oh my gosh, it's so super simple. So you can find me on the website at www.dreams-unleashed.com. There's an ED on the end of that. Um, And the party happens over at Instagram or at michelle.mckinney. The party happens on Instagram. I agree. And I will put all of that in the show notes. So if you're driving, if you're working out, if you're cleaning toilets, whatever you might be doing, hopefully you're laying by the pool reading a book in between the podcast you're listening to. But whatever you're doing, it's over on the show notes, jamieivy.com. Okay, Michelle, what are you loving these days? 
Oh my gosh. Uh, Book-wise or just things, all the things? Things. I want to know what you're reading, but if you're loving a book, bring that too. What are you loving? I'm loving painting my nails. It's so crazy, but (laughs) just actually spending time painting my nails. And I found this like the perfect. So when you are a melanin rich sister like myself Mm -hmm. it's hard to find the perfect nude sometimes Mm -hmm. and i am rejoicing because i found the perfect nude i think it's like an opi color and so i'm super super happy about that with you what's it called do you know i don't but i'll make sure that i give it to you because it is yeah tell me beautiful color i'll make sure i send it to you right after this okay um in terms of what i'm reading i'm kidding I kid you not, I'm not saying this because you are on this and this is your podcast. I am slow with getting through books from beginning to end. But what is literally right now on my nightstand is if you only knew. Oh, you're so kind. I kid you not. I am like so enthralled with the beginning of this, um, the story. So I'm not going to tell, of course, what that is. But the beginning of the book really, really just sucked me in. And so I am taking bits and pieces as I get free time when I'm in bed to be able to go through the book. So that's really thank good. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Thank you. On my, in my mailbox today is going to be always enough, never too much from um, Jess Conley and Haley. And so yep. that's my devotion that I'm going to start um, pretty soon. So I'm like stalking my mailman, hoping that he shows up soon. I love that. I just got mine yesterday. It is beautiful. I can't wait. It's so beautiful. I love those girls. They're doing great things. Okay. Well, I'm going to put all the links of everything we chatted about, every way to find you over in the show notes. Um, And we forgot to mention, you've got four kids. Am I right? I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. I mean, we said their ages earlier, but also just because I know that a lot of people who listen would want to know this. And we have this in common. Your youngest daughter, you adopted uh, internationally from Ethiopia. I did, I did, I did. That is Sayla. So there's, we're in order, there's Anthony, there's Caleb, there's Makai, and then there is Sayla. Um, her official name is Bethlehem, um, but we call her Sayla just because the meaning of that word means to pause and reflect on what God has already said, which is a, mm-hmm. always a good reminder to me to go do the thing that God has um, asked you to do as opposed to always looking for the next new thing. What has he already asked you to do and go do that? Mm. Michelle, you are lovely. And I'm so thankful for your voice in this world. I'm thankful for you helping women find their dreams. Thank you. Um, and for your passion with everything that you do. So thanks for joining me today on the happy hour. Thank you, Jamie. This was a blast. I had a ball. Guys, don't forget this summer to step up your grill game with the revolutionary Beyond Burger. This mouthwatering masterpiece is the only plant-based burger that is so meaty, you guys. It's sold in the meat case at your local grocery store. It's packed with protein. It's better for you and the planet and will satisfy even the most ravenous of carnivores. If you're ready to taste the future protein, visit beyondmeat.com slash happy hour to find a local retailer near you. That's beyondmeat.com slash happy hour. Y'all, I told you you would love Michelle. I loved her. I can't believe that I told you that I had to go buy new panties. That's a really funny story that happened a couple of years ago. I also think it's hilarious that Michelle's going to throw herself a new bridal shower party. Isn't that amazing? If you're a woman, there's something in here that was encouraging. I just know it. And for you few men that listen to the show, I bet you found something as well. Ministry life, work life, marriage, panties, dreaming big dreams. I loved sitting down with Michelle and I know you will love her as well. Check out the show notes, which are always available at jamieivy.com slash blog. Find Michelle's show notes, follow her on all of her social medias and let her continue to encourage you. Today's show was edited by Chris with Podshaper, and the music was developed for the show by Matt Graham. Next week, my guest is Liz Curtis-Higgs. 
another incredible story of God rescuing someone from their sin and shame. Guys, enjoy your week. Share the show with a girlfriend. Have a happy hour with a friend and maybe even come see us in Tyler, Texas on July 16th. Don't forget, tickets, jamieivy.com slash events. See you guys next week. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best – 